if you own your own business and you have employees and you want to know how to motivate them well, if uh, you're in a corporate atmosphere but you have a team and you want to know how to motivate your team, or even if you're a parent and you want to know how to motivate your kids, here's something that I use a lot that I really like. This is the Ask the BCE Show episode number six. Uh, that is the Blue Collar Entrepreneurial Show. Um, this show is for blue collar entrepreneurs. I'm a blue collar entrepreneur. I'm your host, Kurt Belding. And in this episode, we are gonna be talking about motivation. How to motivate yourself and how to motivate others. And I need this topic today. I've been, I've been struggling with motivation, motivating myself the last few days. I don't know, I just feel like I've been in a rut, you know? Um, I think you guys were just actually literally just talking about that because this is the topic and couldn't have any better timing because the energy from, you know, the energy from like to this today from last week is completely different. Last week it was Halloween. We had that funny mask in there. We had, you know, you brought the donuts. Maybe it was a sugar high we had last week, but the energy is completely different. Um, it, we're just, it seems like we're just in a rut right now, just kind of dragging. And if you guys are on here live, you know, um, I'm assuming that's what everybody goes through is that rut, that lull, that lack of energy, that lack of motivation. You know, um, you know, comment. What do you guys do to get out of it? You know, we're, we're going to be talking about that. I'm going to be giving some pointers and tips of what I do um, to motivate myself, to motivate others. But sometimes it's just, it's hard. It's hard. And, you know, entrepreneurship is hard. It's not easy. It's not all rainbows and unicorns and money and private jets that everybody thinks it is. It's actually really, really hard. And to be honest with you, if, like, if you're looking for a career choice and you're deciding on what you want to do and you're not sure if entrepreneurship is the right choice for you, I would probably tell you no, don't do it because it's really, really hard. Like, I don't know why anybody would actually choose to be an entrepreneur unless you're born that way. Like I, it, I was born and that's what I am. I'm an entrepreneur. So I don't know. That's my rant. Uh, you know what? I want to do one more rant. We were talking about banks earlier today. Some of my staff is opening up a business bank account and I'm helping them start their first business. And um, I think it's absolutely absurd and amazing at the same time as we give banks money, right? We give them our money. They use our money to make money by lending and whatever they do, whatever the banks do. We don't, it's like the cloud. What, what do they actually do? I don't know what the cloud is actually for. Reese, what is the cloud? Um, is it like, is it literally up there? Is it like... Like when you down, when you save something to a cloud, like where does it go? I haven't, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like in air, like it's in the cloud. I don't really know. Anyway, banks, we literally give them our money and they charge us for it. We give them our money so they can use the money to make money. And then they charge us for giving them. It's, I don't know. It's ridiculous to me. I think it's, if someone out there knows more about banks and you can tell me why that happens, like, they're using our money to make money, but yet we're paying for them to use our money to make money. It's ridiculous, right? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. So that's my rant on banks. I'd love to talk more about it. So if you're out there live or if you're watching this on the playback, comment on this video. Tell me more about banks. I want to know why they charge me to use my money. So um, let's see. Motivation. Let's, I guess let's get in the topic I wanted to talk about today is motivation. And uh, sometimes we get, just get stuck in the rut. You know, sometimes we don't have the motivation. I don't know if it's the weather change where like it's gray and gloomy out. 
kind of cold and that lack of motivation, it just sets in or if you're just the monotonous day in and day out task that you have to do over and over and over again, that just gets really monotonous. But all right, here's some things that I do to keep myself motivated. And I did a little rant earlier this week on it, but the biggest thing I do is I leverage a negative with a positive. A negative, I, I leverage fear with pleasure. So what I mean by that is like, I'll give you an example. Um, I've, been, I've been kind of dragging with my motivation. So my fear, my, my, what I'm leveraging on the fear side is regret for my life. Like I think that I would really regret not trying to max out my life, not trying to max out how many people I could help, trying to max out uh, as far as I can take my businesses, just utilizing my life to do the most that I can in my life. So my fear is, you know, I'm going to die. And on my deathbed or, or when I'm older, am I going to regret not doing more? So that's the fear that motivates me and pushes me. But you, you can't just be living in fear. You just can't use fear to motivate because you're going to be stressed out a lot and fear a lot. And that's no way to live. So on the flip side is what I do is what I lever, leverage is pleasure. Um, little things, you know, like today, I, you know, I, I know like I'm going to leverage that fear, but I need a little bit of pleasure. Like, you know, maybe after the BCE show today, maybe we go out and grab a donut. You know what I mean? Like something little and a little pleasurable that, that you'll enjoy or, you know, um, something to reward yourself for all the hard work and uh, the hard work you've been doing and reward yourself from grinding through that monotonous time and that low energy, low motivation time and just sucking it up and doing it. Um, my, it which remind me, my, um, our, my guide from our hunting company has a great, uh, great saying. He says, just embrace the suck. You know, sometimes things suck and you just got to embrace it and just deal with it. You know, life isn't pretty all the time. So anyway, so what I do to motivate myself is I use fear and pleasure. Fear, my biggest fear is the regret of not maxing out what I'm doing and not utilizing my life. Uh, with experiences and success, whatever it might be. And then I also leverage little pleasures of, you know, being able to go home tonight and spend an hour with my daughter before I go to bed. Or, um, you know, I, I love hunting. So maybe one of my pleasures yesterday was I wanted a new uh, vino pack that you wear. Actually, you know what? It's right here. So I wanted a new little vino pack and I went out and bought myself this will, you know, but you know what? I had to work before I did it. So I was like, all right, Kurt, you accomplished X, Y, and Z. Then you can go out and buy this little bino pack, um, which is like, you know, buying things is pleasurable. You know, I don't, I don't condone stuff and like needing to buy things all the time, but something little bit, something little to like reward yourself um, for all the hard work you've been doing. Like you need that dopamine hit to keep you going. You need those little rewards to motivate you. So to wrap it all up, I use a negative response and a positive response to leverage those two together to, vo to motivate myself. So um, let me take a little break here and see if there's any live questions coming on. And, then, and after that, I'll, um, I'll talk about how to motivate others around you too. So Alex, what do we have for questions on the live feed? Two questions. Two questions. First one is from, man, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Alex. It's from Alex. Yes. <laughs> what do you look forward to most in your personal life that keeps you the most motivated? All right. His question is, what do I look forward to in my personal life to keep me the most motivated? That's a good question. 
Um, man, I'm really driven on the dopamine hit I get from accomplishment. And it doesn't have to be in business. Like uh, right now we're remodeling my house and um, just to go home, like we accomplished wiring in the lights in the ceiling and I got a really good dopamine hit. But you know, I would literally like go back downstairs and just hit the switch. I would just turn the lights on and look at the lights and look what I accomplished. And then I turn them off and I go back upstairs and then an hour later I'd go back downstairs just to hit the switch again and just to see what I accomplished. So like, I don't know, accomplishing little things in my personal life, I really like, uh, that gives me a lot of pleasure. Uh, be able to spend time with my family, that's very pleasurable. And I love to go hunting. That's, uh, you know, I look forward to that all year round is go hunting. My next hunt's like a turkey hunt in, in April. So like from, it's November, like from November, December, January, February, like to April, I look forward to that. And I, will, I know that's a big reward for me is to be able to take off to go do that. So reward yourselves, um, I, you know, celebrate those little victories. I think it's super important to do that. So any other questions at this time, Alex? Yeah, we got one more from Stries, uh, German? German. Um, he asks, what triggers your motivational ruts? Huh, what triggers your unmotivational ruts, right? Like when you're not motivated. That's a good question. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I, maybe it's weather. Uh, maybe it's just, you, you know what I think it is? Here's what it is. Here's what it is. I, I know it. Lack of reward, I think, triggers that unmotivated time. Is when you're working really hard on something, you've been working on it for a long time, and you're not seeing the benefit from it. You could, I mean, it's really easy to fall off and be unmotivated when you're not seeing that immediate gratification, that immediate benefit from the hard work that you're putting in. I think that's the, I, I think that's the biggest one. I don't know, what do you guys think? What's, what, you know, we're all kind of in the rut right now. Yeah. I wonder, you know, what, what triggers it? I think like if one person or a couple people, like let's use work for example, if a bunch of people are unmotivated, and you come into work motivated, and then you see everyone not very motivated, Ah. Uh -huh. Is the lack of motivation contagious? Yeah, so environmental too, right? And, it, and you know, I think it really comes down to like changing your state. So like if, like the example Alex just gave was, you know, if everyone else is kind of unmotivated around you, it's really easy to slip into that unmotivated state, right? So um, what are some things that we do to change our state to get back into that motivated? And you know, a lot of times that state is just kind of a melancholist blah, blah state, you know, like, I think one thing that can be very useful is music. I think that you crank some music, that can change your state right away. Physically changing your state, like maybe we should uh, do a quick workout, you know, like some push-ups and some air squats or something like that, but go for a run. Just changing the state that you're in, which is just a lull and just a lack of motivation. Because when you physically change your body, you physically like move your body, that will change your mental state also. So yeah, that was, that was good. Um, you know, let's talk about real quick, I don't want to make this real long and, and lengthy, but let's talk about how to motivate others. So we talked about how to motivate yourself, which is using a negative uh, stimulus with a positive stimulus. Similar goes to motivating others around you. So if you own your own business and you have employees and you want to know how to motivate them well, if uh, you're in a corporate atmosphere, but you have a team, you want to know how to motivate your team, or even if you're a parent and you want to know how to motivate your kids, here's something that I use a lot that I really like is again that negative outcome with a positive outcome. So for example, with my employees, you know, everyone has a choice. So 
if it's a based on performance, if you want your employee to perform well, it's give them the choice. All right, what's going to happen if you don't perform well? That's the negative response. That's the negative stimulus, right? If you don't perform well, if you don't do your job, here's probably what's going to happen. One, you may get fired. That's a negative stimulus right there. Like we don't want that to happen. That's, you know, living in fear of, of being fired. Or it might be you won't progress in the company that you're in or, um, you know, stagnation. You just won't go anywhere if you don't perform or you don't do your job correctly. So that's the negative. You're not going to reach the goals that you have. But let's throw in and leverage that positive too. So, you know, what if you do perform well? What if you do your job really well? What if you actually accomplish what you want to accomplish in, in that dream of what you actually want and what you want from your life? What if you actually accomplish it? So now you have that good feeling of like, hey, what if I actually hit this goal? If I actually sell or actually, you know, whatever the goal is, actually accomplishment, that's gonna be great. But what if I don't do anything? You know, that, that negative response. Well, you combine those two together and that should get you pretty motivated because it's all your, in your control. Like, I mean, as an owner, as a boss, I can't control what my employees do, but I can sit there and say, hey, Isla, if you don't do very well in the marketing, what's probably going to happen? But if you do really well, you may actually accomplish the dream that you have of wanting to get to where you want to go, right? So like, you can actually apply that with kids too. So if, for example, like my daughter, if, I, if she knows that she needs to clean her room and I say, what if you don't clean your room? Well, you're probably going to be in trouble. You might get grounded. Something might get taken away. But what if you do clean your room? What if you do the good behavior that you want to do? Well, maybe you might get some, a reward of some sort. Maybe it's a candy, maybe it's a hug, maybe it's a good job. And I think that's a great way on how to motivate people around you in your life, uh, whether it be employees, you know, people on your team, and um, even kids. And you know, don't be hard on them. You know, I, don't think, I don't think you need to like, beat in their heads the bad job they're doing. Just point out and say, hey, if you don't do a good job, here's probably what will happen. And let them make the, their own choice in what they want to do. So that's motivation. Isla, do you have anything to add on that? You're just combining the negative and the positive, right? Yeah, negative reinforcement with positive reinforcement can be really powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else coming on the live feed before I jump into my next talk topic? More of a statement, but uh, bless the squat says falling into the day in and day out pattern, comma, got to keep it exciting every day. There you go. Yes, that's true. You know. You're right, falling in the day in and day out monotonous jobs that you have to do. Like one of mine is billing. I have to go in there and bill. Like it's boring and monotonous, you know. Um, but spice it up. Give yourself a reward at the end of it. Hey, if you get through this today, I know you don't want to do it. Embrace the suck, get through it, and give yourself a reward afterwards, whatever that little reward might be. So, um, you know, that's my point of view on motivation and how to motivate yourself and motivate others around you. Another big topic that I wanted, I've been thinking about a lot lately is self-perception, is how you perceive yourself and, and uh, how powerful and impactful that is on your life, on whatever life that you want. So here's the reality, here's the truth about self-perception. The life that you have right now is 100% there because of how you perceive yourself. Whatever life you have right now is the outcome of your value on how you perceive yourself. So basically what you're saying is, 
if my self-worth or how much money I make in my job or my relationship, uh, maybe something of an other, maybe it's boyfriend or whatever it is, your relationship, right? You're in that spot in your life because of how you view yourself. You don't view yourself of being any more at, of worth than that or less worth than that. That's exactly where you view yourself. That's exactly, your life is because that's how you look at it. Now, if you don't like the life that you have, what can you do to change that? That's, that's the, the working, um, you know, the, the clouds and dirt. So that's, we're in the dirt now. What can we do to change? If we don't like the life we have, what can I do to change it? The big answer here, guys, is change yourself. That's the key. Change who you are. Change your self-perception. And how do you change your, the perception of yourself? One of the biggest ways and biggest things to do is just to be a good person. Where the, the biggest negative response you can get for yourself is by doing shitty things, especially shitty things to other people. So if you're not a good person, and you know that deep down inside you're not a good person, no matter how hard that you work and how hard you try, you're never going to accomplish what you want to accomplish because you don't feel like you deserve that. You don't feel like you deserve that life. Uh, or you don't belong there. So self-perception absolutely correlates and equals whatever life that you have right now. So if you don't like your life, change yourself. And the biggest thing I just brought up right there is be a good person. Feel, you know, you got to feel good about yourself and feel like you belong in whatever life that you want. That's the other thing. If you don't feel like you're good enough to have a million dollar worth, you're never going to have it. You literally have, you know, what a lot of people say, talk about is the uh, thermostat. It's, let's say in this room, right, our thermostat's 70 degrees and that's where we're comfortable and that's what we view ourselves as being is that thermostat at 70 degrees. Well, maybe we have an awesome day and our awesome month and our thermostat goes up to 100, 120. That's the degree, right? Well, if our self-perception is us at a 70, we're going to bring that down to a 70 because that's what we feel that we are worth is that 70. That's where we're comfortable at. Uh, vice versa, if we're having a really bad day, you know, maybe a business, maybe it's in life, maybe it's in relationships, and maybe we're at a 30 degrees, we'll work our way back up to the 70 because that's where we're at and that's sort of the perception of ourself is that 70 degrees. Um, here's the other way to move that needle, to move that, that uh, thermostat. One, be a good person. Two, do things that you're not comfortable with. Get outside your comfort zone. So if we're at a 70 and I want to be an 80, I've got to make myself an 80. You're not going to be an 80 unless you make yourself an 80. And that's by evolving through education, books, seminars, educating yourself, but also accomplishing things that maybe you, maybe that you don't feel like you could have accomplished. Um, you know, shoot, yeah, it's like, I grew up in a small town in Nebraska. My family did not come from money. Um, my mom raised me and my sister on $20,000 a year. It's not like I was born with a high thermostat. My high ther thermostat came in through struggle and, and educating myself, through pushing myself past that boundary of my uh, uncomfortableness to accomplish something that I didn't think that I could accomplish. And once you accomplish that, and you're like, wow, I accomplished that goal, I accomplished that, that I didn't think I could, what else could I accomplish? That opens up a whole new world for you on moving that thermostat. So um, just remember that, guys. Like, if you don't like the life that you're in, the best way to change it is change yourself. Change the perception of yourself um, through education, through moving that thermostat, through 
evolving through pushing yourself past those limits that you think you can do and change your life. So anything else on live, guys? I know I went off on a big rant right there huh? about self-perception. Yeah. Well, that's the BCE Show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Kurt Belding. Please give me some questions for next time. I'd really appreciate it. And uh, keep watching, keep answer, asking questions. I'll keep answering.